We are the school in Austin Street. I am Lauren. I'm Lily. And I'm Irene. And today we're kind of be ta- we're going to be talking about House on Mango Street and how it relates to kind of becoming a woman and how it's we're kind of treated differently than everyone else when we're growing up. Um, I don't know if it was just me. But whenever I would go to the mall a lot, and even when I was like really little, like even like around nine, I would be like stared at by like those creepy old men that always stand by like department stores and stuff. Yeah. Even when I was just wearing like shorts and a t-shirt, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Cause like, you know, I'm not like a piece of cardboard, so I'm like sexual. I don't know. It's really weird. Like. Yeah, I always felt like um, I like growing up. I always felt that I couldn't wear. Like I had to be either like the tomboy like soccer player or mm-hmm. I had or I had to be like the pretty dress, like lots of makeup, like feminine girl. And there was something in between. So like mm-hmm. yeah, it's kinda like that. I feel like as women, we are not given the freedom to like dress or like express ourselves because we'll be seen as like they'll slut shame us or call us names or do whatever. Mm-hmm. And our bodies are so overly sexualized constantly. It's crazy. Right. It's mm-hmm. like the um, like we can't do anything. Everything has to have a label. If you're more masculine or less feminine, not even more masculine. If you're less feminine, you're a tomboy. Or if you dress in masculine clothing, you're masculine. If you wear dresses and lots of makeup, you're feminine, you're a girly girl. Like, why does everything have to have a label? I don't understand that. I feel like House on Mango Street in one of the vignettes, like, really, like, I feel like I get that from one of the uh, vignettes. And also, um... It kind of, t- uh, Boys and Girls definitely touches on the vignette in House on Mango Street. It touches on how boys and girls have such different expectations. Mm-hmm. And, like, not only expectations, but roles. Like, they're supposed to be so split apart. Like, outside of the house, boys can't talk to girls. And girls can't talk to boys. Or else they have a crush on each other or something like that. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. you know... There's just, it's just by society and culture and the patriarchy. There's like such a divide when you're younger because we we always think a friendship between a boy and a girl has to be sexual or romantic in any way. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, when you're young, like five, you don't have that. And then, and then you see when guys and girls are friends when they're young, they're like, oh my God, they're dating. Right. Yeah. Like, it's like um, holding hands and taking pictures, like being like, oh, cause they find it, they find themselves interesting and like they want to have like a friendship. They can't. Yeah. Yeah. So weird. I feel like mm-hmm. people think the relate, the word relationship and kind of and see that only feel like a romantic one. So, like, I have a relationship with Lily. Lily mm-hmm. and I aren't dating. Lily is my best friend. I have a relationship with Loren. Mm-hmm. Loren I'm not dating Loren, but, like, mm-hmm. she's my friend. And um, boys and girls, I was able to understand that because I came from a middle school where the classes were split, boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Like, the boys mm-hmm. would have English, and then we would have English. And every time, like, a girl talked to a boy, I said this in my, my poem for Fish Fry, like, the teachers would label you as like a slut and like treat you different and like gossip and Mm -hmm. it was just it's such a toxic environment i also think part of um another aspect to that actually is like um there's something else i was going to say about that like the classes were split and the teachers would be like those boys you know just so loud and rowdy boys will be boys oh my god i hate that not even just boys will be boys like those boys are so loud and rowdy like what why do boys have to be loud like why can't girls be loud and rowdy why do girls have to be smart and quiet and um uh, cooperative like why can't like boys also be smart quiet, and cooperative and why can't girls be like rowdy and whatever Chances think boys will be boys, though. 
Mm-hmm. That is just so toxic, and it it also creates like more divide between women. Yeah, and I so. also feel like uh, how the media portrays like you know boys will be boys, and also just femininity in general is so toxic. Because mm-hmm. then if you don't, it feels like if you don't fit that perfectly, you're not feminine. You're not a girl. You're not gr- a girl enough to be a girl, and that's why a lot of girls fall into like I'm not like the like I'm not like other girls like <laughs> girls <laughs> like <laughs> girls who are really feminine are stupid and. Blah, 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 you know? Like the dumb, the dumb blonde thing that, like, that's yeah. not even, like, a Like, thing. yeah, and, like, it's... It, I have and, actually, unironically, been called a dumb blonde before. Really? Yeah. What? Oh, my God. I have unironically been called a dumb blonde. And it's, like, the not, like, other girls thing, like, that's starts when you're young. Mm-hmm. Like, when you don't like pink because you're supposed to, like, pink, like... Yeah, or you wear... Girls, I don't like pink and purple. Or, like, mm-hmm. I wear, like, Nikes instead of, like, you know, twinkle toes. Like, yeah, or you wear, like, shorts instead of skirts. Like, it's, right. so, it's so dumb. And, it, like... And all that... Like, I understand why I'm not like other girls exist, because it goes, it, it's there to exist, to go against, like, what men expect of Or stereotypes of what stereotype supposed of what to be like. Are supposed uh-huh. to be like. Yeah. But what it actually does is just create more divide between women, because it's like, I'm better than you because I'm not basic, because I don't like pink. Yeah, and I don't because, wear big t-shirts and scrunchies. Yeah, I'm and because, because I, I wear both. big eyeliner and dress, yeah. and dress alternative. Like, but in reality, there's no difference. So how the media portrays women is so depressing, bro. Like I'll be on social media, I'll see Kylie Jenner, I'll oh see everything. Their bodies are so perfect, and they're just like exactly what, like the <laughs> like uh, stereotype or what women are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And whenever you see yourself, and you don't, and you feel like you don't measure up to that whatsoever. It's so depressing. Yeah, yeah. like and like. Because in reality, their bodies are unattainable in a healthy way. Because, like, they get plastic surgery and they Photoshop themselves. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Because, like, and they, they, there's so many people that, like, like say that they're all natural and that that's just how their body is. But in reality, they have got they've either gotten plastic surgery or they plastic they surgery. Their yeah, or they edit their photos. And that's so that's such a dangerous message, dangerous message to young girls. Yeah. In rea- like that can lead to so many body issues and self image issues. Like it's it dysmorphia. Yes. It's yes. Even like eating mm-hmm. disorders too. Like we don't yeah. have to talk about that, but like that's like it can go to the extreme. I feel like people don't understand that. You also have to remember. That Kylie Jenner has like a professional photographer yeah. who is hired and paid to find her angles, edit her pictures, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and upload mm-hmm. her Instagram. That is, exactly. that is literally his job to make her look good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like when you look at Kylie Jenner and you see her perfect body, you have to remember that there's so many other factors that go into that. And I feel like even like that kind of goes into like this idea that women tend to like mask things that are wrong with them because they're mm-hmm. not because if they're emotional, they're dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. And Taylor Swift said this. Women can only overreact. Men get to react. Yeah. Yes. But women can only overreact. And mm-hmm. so, like, I feel like sometimes we walk through life anxious or angry or sad, and we aren't allowed to be anxious or angry or sad because we're overreacting or being yeah. dramatic. Mm-hmm. Or we just feel things really big and aren't allowed to feel things. And I feel like that masking kind of relates back to the vignette about Alice and how her um, yeah, yeah, podcast, yeah. like, hide. Her, while that's more physical and less mental, like, it's still, like, that's the thing women do, too. Like, that's yeah. why... Mm-hmm. That's why so many women get stuck in abusive relationships or yeah. even... or And they can't get out because they they have to pretend that everything's okay and everything's going right. And, yeah. like, cause, uh-huh. uh, because it's always taught that, like, women cannot... Or, like, a, 
burden if they have feelings. Right. Like, women are supposed to be the is, rock of a relationship. Yes, they're and supposed. If they're not the rock. Mm-hmm. They are nothing. Yeah. yeah. Like and that like and like there's like what am I saying? Um, but yeah, and like that women are supposed to always be there for men and be like the, the free therapist. And what is and, so like, sickening for me is how. Some people will say women cannot be politicians because maybe they're on their period. Oh and my god! Yeah, like, they're gonna be so moody, and, and we get so written bad. off just because they're moody anyway. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> human beings are moody exactly. And haven't all wars been started by men? Like, yeah, what are we talking about? And it's like, like it, even transitioning one of the physical, like relating back to the vignette, like the hiding, having to hide like scars or bruises. Like that's why a lot of women wear um, high waisted jeans. Yeah, their mm-hmm. their tummies are like not wise. That's a really terrible word. It's not <laughs> tummy. <laughs> like, I didn't mean to say wide, but like I yeah, just, I a lot of girls, like even my friends that wear high waisted jeans because that they are that pouch that they have is like gives them a lot of um discomfort and makes mm-hmm. them insecure. When and baby, that's your uterus. Like, yeah, it's your uterus. It's literally your uterus. Yeah, it, it, you can't make it go away unless it's so you're, like, crazy how they borderline work. unhealthy. You oh, know? Sorry, no, no, no. I was just gonna say. You can't make that go away unless you like are borderline unhealthy. Do a lot like shit ton of like a a, a lot of um workout and like um cardio. Like it is so hard to make that go away, and, and like, it is just your uterus. Yeah, and like yeah, there definitely there are probably women who have naturally thin stomachs, and their uterus mm-hmm. just isn't it just isn't as prominent. And like mm-hmm. that does exist, but you have to remember that you were given what you were given. And that comparing yourself to other women only makes not only men more powerful, but it makes you feel bad. It makes the other girl feel bad. Yeah. And now you are stuck in this like jealous cycle when in reality, yeah. women should be supporting each other because yeah. we are all beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right. But stereotypes causes divisions. Division. <laughs> and that's like if girls could like unite together and just be like, just support each other. Like, I don't know this is going to sound so like, right, so the world's going to be such a better place. <laughs> but honestly, I'm being so serious because, like, I'm sorry, but, like, I feel like women just have more drive because we have to work for it harder. Mm-hmm. We have to do, we have to be 2,000 times smarter, and we have to do everything better than men. So I feel like we have so much more than men, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and also I feel like, um, there's a lot of like divide because there's a lot of women that like only like like the whole thing with like um girl boss feminism and like white feminism it's yeah. like it's like they bring it like take out everyone else except for uh white cishet um able-bodied women and leave yeah. everyone else out it's subjective like, feminism right yeah like, exactly i actually thought of that while i was reading the family little feet like nothing mm-hmm. yet because it talks about like the family getting a pair of shoes yeah. and I feel like robot feminism and white women millennial femi- feminism is giving shoes to other white cis het women mm-hmm. and like that's it that's all you can get like yeah. they are catalysts for men to continue to stomp all over women because mm-hmm. like when you only when you only empower a certain group of people you're just creating more divide. Because yeah. if, if I am a white girl feminist and I'm giving shoes and power to this other group of white, this extremely um, privileged group of women, yeah. they're going to turn around and do that to someone else. Mm-hmm. And you, you're, what you're doing is bringing these other, this group of women up 
and not the other ones, which leaves them behind by default. And mm-hmm. so feminism and the way that and the system that men have set up is like, we have to come together. And when girl boss feminism doesn't give shoes to all women, yeah. we can't do that. Okay, so okay, my biggest problem with subjective feminism is that Whenever they, whenever, like, uh, white cishead women, whenever they get to these high um, places, or they'll just use feminism as a catapult. And yeah. once they get in those places, they'll hire men to come and work for them. Right. I'm just like, the reason that you're up there is because th- these women supported you because we thought that you were going to be representative for us. We thought that you were going to support us, but no. It's dangerous. Yeah. yeah. It's so dangerous. Yeah, and they, they are they're, not beneficial at all. It's not doing anything. Yeah. yeah, it's just fighting for a seat at the table at the table when the table shouldn't exist at all. Yeah. We, should, we need to destroy the table instead of just fight for seats that will only be for like the most privileged of us. Yeah. Right? There's like so many, like we aren't all liberated until the like most oppressed are. Yeah. Like right. it's, and like, yeah, and like it just, it's the whole girl boss thing is just feeding into capitalism and even just, it's feeding into the patriarchy because right. girl boss is still just woman dressing masculine, masculinely. You know, something made by a man. Way. And you know the <laughs> the girl boss of the uh, a feminist. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, they're yeah. like, oh, uh, they're like, oh, yeah. Those are people who don't shave their arms. That's not mm-hmm. what the. I mean, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, that is, like, a physical aspect of feminism. I think that is a thing women do to, like, mm-hmm. rebel against men. But, like, using that as, like, your basis, I guess. Like, I don't shave my legs because I'm, you know, better than you or whatever. Like, that's mm-hmm. not, like, the way to go. You're not yeah. doing anything by doing it. Feminism is about liberation. It's not yeah. about shaving. But it's, we have to be... You cannot be a feminist. You can't advocate for, for feminism if you are not including everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where we're going to leave off for today. Um, thank you for joining us at School on Austin Street. Uh, this is Lily. Loren. And Irene. Hope to see you all again. Bye. Bye. Bye.